Hi, good morning, and welcome to another episode of Ask Ellie Intuitive Insights and Your Questions Answered. Today is February 16th. It is the full moon in Leo, and it is an amazing day in terms of astrology, and I will circle back to that later. However, if you're new to the podcast and new to me, my name is Ellie Molina, and I am an intuitive, I'm a psychic, I'm an educator, I'm in the author of the Amazon bestseller, Children Who Know How to Know, and I'm the creator of SciKids, a magical place where children and adults can learn to tap into their inner magic and psychic abilities. And to learn more about my work, just head on over to Ellie, E-L-L-Y, Molina, M-O-L-I-N-A dot com. And you can learn all about my work and my programs and reach out. I look forward to hearing from you and send in your questions for Ask Ellie Intuitive Insights. Well, let's talk a little bit about astrology today. So firstly, today is the full moon in Leo. And this happens to be one of the two stellar days for this entire month. This is a fantastic full moon if you use the energy properly. It is full of fun, love, and generosity. So Jupiter is in sync with Uranus, and this makes everything good. So you can expect to hear some good news. And something interesting, full moons are also influential for approximately five days. So basically, keep making festive plans for the weekend. Another thing that's really fabulous is that Venus is conjunct Mars today in Capricorn. So anybody who's really into astrology knows when Venus and Mars conjunct, this is a spectacular romantic day. And so you want to make the best of it. Now, tomorrow is also going to be a really nice day because we have a Jupiter sextile Uranus Pisces Taurus. So this is... Um, a conjunction that we won't see again until 2026. This is an uplifting day. There's hope. There are breakthroughs. So basically, uh, the message from the universe and from astrology is to keep pursuing your dreams. Stay strong, stay courageous, and do not give up. Bob Proctor, the late Bob Proctor, once said, the only reason that we don't have what we want in life is a weakness of attention and lack of imagination. And so keep that in mind, you know, practice letting your attention stay where you want it to be. All right. Anyway. With that in mind, I am so happy to welcome so many of you into the live call today. I've got an awesome guest. So good morning, Josie. Good morning, Deb and Lindsay. Good morning. And I want to introduce our guest today. Her name is Lindsay Sharman. And Lindsay, I'm just going to read her bio. I was on her podcast. I'm going to be excited to talk about her and with her and share her with you. So Lindsay struggled through healing from severe childhood trauma and came back transformed in order to bring 
transformative teaching and healing to students of public schools, and now to students and fans of her shows, Rogue Ways and Middle Path. She offers spiritual services, healings, blessings, courses, organ, crystal jewelry. Oh, we got to talk about that in a minute, Lindsay, to empower people to uplift and heal themselves. She is the author of five books and counting. She's a master teacher. She's got a video and podcast show that she hosts. She's a spiritual guide and an experiencer of other realms and states of consciousness. And she aims to uplift all of herself in order to uplift all of the world. So welcome, Lindsay. Hi. Hi, can you hear me okay? Yeah, it's so clear, so beautiful. So oh, thank, thank you, thank you for being here today. I oh, am thank very, you so much for having me. It's oh really my God, lovely. this is this is a pleasure. <laughs> so if anybody goes and catches uh, the podcast that Lindsay has, Rogueways, uh, I was a, I was Lindsay's guest, and we just kept talking and talking even after the show was over. There were so many things that we had in common and so many amazing talking points. So again, I want to welcome everybody who's here live today. And, you know, Lindsay, there's so many things that I can ask you, but I really just, you know, there are things that you probably have close to your heart because you're always the one who's doing all the interviewing and asking all the questions. So today what I'd like to do, believe it or not, is I'd like to turn it over to you and just like go start sharing everything and anything right now. And we and the listeners will jump in and start asking questions. Are you cool with that? Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun to be on the other side. <laughs> so thank I, you. And, yeah, you're welcome. And free reign today. Okay. Like just go where you feel like going, you know, let spirit guide you. I mean, this is what your work is all about. So please, you know, yeah, well, thank you. I really appreciate it. And, you know, I guess what I'm just thinking about lately is how this journey has brought me to where I'm at right now and how grateful I am for that and how beautiful it's been and how really joyful it's been, you know, and I have obviously frustrations and, you know, things that go wrong and, you know, things that I'd love to um, continue to uplift in myself. But I really look around me and I'm in this beautiful place in my life. And I'm so grateful because it has not always been that way. Um, you know, and I just lately have been doing so much healing work with people via sound healing and ceremonies and guidance and teaching. And this is all I've ever wanted to do. And here I am getting to do it. And I'm just so happy. So I really want to share that, uh, especially if there's people out there, because I think we have these visions of what we can be and what we can do and what we want to do. And our heart is drawing it towards us. And we almost all of us have nothing but messages that come up within us that say, no, that's stupid. Or no, mm -hmm. you can't do that. Or no, mm -hmm. you know, no one's gonna, no one's gonna accept that. Or you can't have a house if you do that. You're not going to get money if you just nothing but reasons not to do it. And that's so hard. Um, because really, that's what your heart's calling you towards. That's what your soul wants mm -hmm. you to do. That's what you came here for, you know, mm -hmm. and I, I just want to, I guess I just want to share that and encourage people. Uh, there is a way there is a path towards that and you can follow it. And 
Um, it's different for everyone. You know, it's not always, I don't know, it's not always this glamorous, amazing, you know, you're going to live on a yacht and fly around the world, but maybe it is that. I don't know. <laughs> you yeah, know, you have to yeah. follow it to find out. And I definitely didn't think that it was possible for me to, you know, be here having published lots of books uh, and, mm -hmm. and getting mm -hmm. to interact with all these people in this way. And, and here I am doing it. So it really is possible. Absolutely. And there are a couple of talking points that you uh, touched upon right now. So I'm just going to run with a few of them. I know that when I do my work, a lot of times people say, oh, you know, I want to have millions and millions of dollars and et cetera, et cetera. And then when we, when we really start to look at what they want, it's not that they really want the money. They want the lifestyle. They want the freedom that some of the finances offer them. You know, if they had, even if they had the money, they wouldn't want to be traveling on a yacht because they don't like being on boats. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yet it's that, oh, yeah, I want to be on a yacht. I want to be here. I want to be there. It's really just, the, I think it's the freedom and the ability to say, yes, I am free. I have the opportunity to create my reality and I trust creating my reality and I trust that I'm on the right path. So with that, can you start to share a little bit about, if you, if you don't mind, just some of the, I guess, the short version of how you got to be where you are today? Because you did, you know, you say in your bio that you came from some trauma and not that we want to rehash the trauma, but you know, perhaps share a little bit of the journey so that it also inspires people who think that they don't know what there is for them to do. They don't know what their path is, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, no, it's so powerful. I, I really, even in the darkest times, you know, I had this, again, this heart and this understanding that there was more to life and that there was something beautiful within it and that all of us were connected to it. Uh, and I just kept following the things that felt like that. <laughs> you know, yeah, when you're, yeah. when you're joyful, and you're happy, like, that's nice. But even when you're sad, sometimes someone comes along, and, and they've got a little bit of love to offer you, and, and you can reach back to that, you can follow that. And, you know, when I did that more and more, and, mm -hmm. and stopped following the other feelings, <laughs> just more mm -hmm, and more, mm -hmm. you know, you go towards that true, that truest self and that highest self. And so even in the dark times, there's always aspects of that reaching out towards you, and you can always reach back towards it. Um, and I'm not saying that's easy, uh, but it does exist. And so that's that's sort of the the short of that section where things were really dark. I just kept reaching mm -hmm. back towards that light that I felt and knew existed. Um, but, you know, I also followed this urge that I had, which was to help people. I always just wanted to help people. And I just saw nothing around the in the world in general, except things that were kind of harming people, you know, even if, even if people didn't really look at it that way, that's what I saw a lot of in our food and our education and our politics mm -hmm. and media and all these things. Just, I just knew like, these don't feel good, you know? And so I, I always go back to these feelings. Our feelings are really our um, mm -hmm. guide stone and they're mm -hmm. within us and they don't go anywhere. They're always there. Uh, and so we always have this uh, compass within us and, and this is just what I've always followed. And so you know, when I was young, it just looked like, well, I have to get a job, I have to I have to pick a, you know, major, I have to go to college, and I have to figure out how to help people and, and also get money. And it was a very logical process for me. You know, I was deducing like, what profession could I do? Like, I can't be a cop, because I really don't want to shoot anyone. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be uh, harming anyone in that way. I don't, 
I don't want to be a nurse because I can't really deal with the gross parts. Um, <laughs> so mm -hmm. I guess I'll be a teacher. You know, this is like what was left to me. And and the mm -hmm. more I thought about it, I had had also teachers in my life, especially through the darkest times that were my light. And they were, you know, loved me and loved me enough to show me the good parts in myself, even when I couldn't see them in me. And so I had these experiences where I really understood um, the power of a good teacher, the power of really just anyone who actually loves you. But in my mm -hmm. life, it looked like the power of a good teacher. And so uh, I went into teaching first. So mm -hmm. that didn't end up being my truest calling in the form that I, I pursued it, but it was still a piece of the path that helped me, you know, continue to heal myself and continue to find ways to share with others in a helpful way and give love to others and, and provide money for me. It was very practical as well. Uh, Absolutely. And I, yeah. And I did love, I love it. I love teaching. I still love teaching. I think about it all the time. All my students, I love, <laughs> I just love working with kids. They're so crazy yeah. and amazing. Um, I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the funny thing is we have, we, you know, we discovered that we had all these other commonalities. We had Washington state in common. Uh, you're from Washington state and I did live there for 13 years. And then we also had teaching in common and you were middle school, right? Am I correct? Weren't you middle school? No, middle no? school, middle school mm -hmm. and high school. Yeah. I've mm -hmm. done kind of equal in both. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, there's something in order to be a middle school teacher, you have to have this is my opinion to be a successful middle school teacher, you have to have a certain mentality, not everybody can handle middle school children. And, yeah. so, you know, if you, you got to have that middle school mentality in order to, I'm not going to say survive it, but to make to thrive there and to really be able to help the children and, you know, to help these kids as they, as they go through this important time of puberty, you know. Yeah, I mean, they're going to test every possible boundary that you ever, you didn't even know they existed, and mm -hmm. they're going to test them. <laughs> they're, mm -hmm. It's very mm -hmm. much challenging, but I love it. I thrive in that sort of energy and environment because I'm also celebrating that they're pushing. I'm like, yeah, find the boundaries, like do it. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, and yeah. So I, I kind of celebrate that about them. And and I'm also really good at, at really powerful boundaries. So I think that's also good for them. <laughs> yeah, that's um, awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I have some more questions. Uh, and then of course, <laughs> if anybody else on the call, you know, this is a live call. So there are people in the studio, right? And they can, they can type in questions for you if they have anything, or they can make some comments if anybody wants to comment, as you know, but I have a question for you. Can you talk about, I have a lot of people that list that are into writing and have written books or are thinking about writing books. And you've got five books under your belt and another mm -hmm. one coming. So can you talk a little bit about that? Not just the, pro yeah, the process, but even the concept and the channeling part. Can you share a little yeah. about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this has been so amazing for me because I, I've been a writer my whole life and a reader my whole life. And this was actually part of my escape uh, from, from trauma was to just read anything I could find and then write all of my thoughts that no one else was going to listen to <laughs> and all my emotions. And so writing and reading were really always just a strong part. And that's, you know, when I was teaching, I was teaching English mostly. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I would write, it was always nonfiction. It's just how it was for me. I just wrote, I wrote articles. I wrote, you know, here's my weird theories about things and my logic about, the, you know, it was all just factual. And there was some, it was very prosy. Uh, mm -hmm. And I wrote a lot of poetry, but even that it's not, it's not really nonfiction. I, or sorry, it's not really fiction either. And I just always thought 
I could never write fiction. That could just something I could never do. I would read these fictional novels. They had all of this depth and complexity. And I thought, how do these people do this? Like, I don't mm-hmm, understand mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how you conceive of all these details and then keep them straight in your head. And I could never do this. Uh, and so I just would never, I never even considered it or thought of trying. And, um, you know, so my first book was actually a memoir, which is nonfiction, of course. <laughs> and then another one was a book of my poetry. And then one day I was, I was sitting in, in bed, I was daydreaming. And I thought, you know, I've read all these books, I couldn't really think of many more fiction books to read. I love reading fiction. And I love that it can take us places that don't really exist, but they do, you know, you can see the parallels, and it just helps us look at our own world with a little bit more objectivity, actually. And I love that about fiction. And I thought it'd be so fun if someone wrote this book about, you know, what if humans really were much older on the face of the earth than we're, than we're told? And what if civilization goes back way further and, you know, sort of the Atlantis story, but maybe even further back than that. And, you know, we have this concept of the yugas in, in Hindu uh, and Vedic culture, that there's these massive time cycles and ages, and they just turn and turn and turn. And we have golden ages, and then we just fall into a dark age. And then we eventually rise back into the golden age, and then we fall into the dark age. And, you know, I feel like we're not in the brightest age right now. So maybe we're in a, a dark age. And what was it like in a golden age? And what if we could read this book and it would be all these things I love to think about, about those types of topics. And and then I just, someone uh, sitting near me said, well, why don't you write that book? And it just struck me. I mean, literally in a moment, I had a trilogy, like just pop into my head and I didn't really have the term download at the time, but <laughs> I guess you could say I downloaded these mm-hmm. three books and I scrambled to find paper and I rushed out a sort of really quick description of each of the three books. And, and it felt like just this massive surge of energy. And I was like tired afterwards. <laughs> I was like, wow. I totally just wrote a couple pages, but wow. And I was so excited. I was like, I guess I'm going to try to write a fiction book. Like, I don't know how, um, I have a really good idea of how other people do it. I've heard all kinds of authors talk about it, but I've never tried to do it. I, I, I don't have any experience with that, but Literally the next day when I woke up, I sat down, opened my computer, opened a Word document, and I said, well, I'll just start writing whatever comes to mind. It doesn't have to be in order. I don't, I don't even have to end up keeping it. You know, I'll mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. see what comes. And I was sitting in front of this. I lived on this lake, you know, and there's all these ducks and geese and blue herons and the water, mm-hmm. and it was beautiful right in front of my window. And I just started writing uh, what came to mind and just visuals and and characters and things just started happening and popping into mind. And I was really excited. I just started writing it. I I don't know what any of this is. I don't know who these people are. I don't Mm -hmm. know what's going to happen to them. And Mm -hmm. that was really fun. And, you know, I actually soon after moved to a different house, uh, but it was also on the water. It was on a river. And in Mm -hmm. my bedroom, I looked right out at the river. And so I both times I had this beautiful watery uh, sort of muse running through uh, the actual writing experience. But um, I started finding I didn't plan anything, I would just sit down to write and things would just start coming to me. And I would just start writing. And I just thought, you know, at some point, I'm going to have to pull this all together or figure out what's going on or, right. you know, think it through or plan something. Uh, and that never happened. I just wow. kept sitting down and it just kept coming and coming and coming. And I would jump around. It, it would jump around, I should say, because I just really feel at this point that I didn't write any of this. I just sat down to let it out. And it would, you know, I would go to the one of the last chapters and suddenly write that. And then I'd go jump to the beginning and write more of that. And then I'd go to the middle and 
was never in any kind of order. It didn't really make sense, but it all just came through. And at the end, I just knew it was done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I went through and edited it and, mm-hmm. uh, and there it was. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, definitely channeled, uploaded or downloaded, whatever anybody wants to call it, definitely channeled. And I just think that is so inspirational. And then you just kept going, right? You just did the trilogies. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the third book now. Um, the first and second are out. And uh, the first one is called Sign Curve of Eons. And that's the uh, allusion to that those golden age, dark mm-hmm. age cycles, right? Uh, and the second one is called Earth, a trough in time, you know, alluding to this dark age we're in. And um, they both they both came through in the same way. The third one is as well, although I'm doing much worse at giving it time uh, because I have so much going on now. Um, and at the time I was teaching too, I had a lot going on then, but I'll tell everyone, I this was my secret. I just told myself, you know, I have 10 minutes a day. You know, every day I at least have 10 minutes and that doesn't sound like a lot, but even if I just go back and edit, you know, the last few pages of flow that came out or whatever happens, I'll just give it 10 minutes at least. And you never give it 10 minutes. You always end up finding more time. Once you sit down, it turns into half an hour, an hour. So, you know, if there's someone out there that's like, I'd love to try, I just don't have time. I'll just give it 10 minutes. (laughs) No Mm -hmm. help. No, it's true. It's true, Lindsay. I remember, um, well, I've, I've, I'm going to say I struggled through, believe it or not, writing my my writing my first children's book. That was that that came to me on a walk. That was really simple and easy. And the, I'm going to say that was downloaded, uploaded, whatever you want to call it. But my how-to book that took me a few years, and because I wanted to get the information right, it's a how-to, and science kept changing. So, you know, it was like, okay, but when the book finally came out, I started writing in 2012 or something like that. It took me five years. And it's not a big book. I mean, somebody told me that they are they're able to, you can read this within 90 minutes. It's that, it's a, a quick read, but it's packed with information. So the point that I'm making is that I wrote that the way that um, one goes about writing a college term paper with chapters and outline and you know it was very methodical but that's a how-to book and that's what I learned to teach when I was teaching how to so that is what I did but now I am also writing this is the first time and that's what I'm sharing I'm writing fiction and I have never written fiction before and I, I had the same thoughts that you had can I write fiction can I write fiction and I'm sometimes there are days where I'll sit down and those 10 minutes turn into an hour and I get an entire, I don't know, like really great couple of scenes going through. And then I look back and I say, wow, who wrote that? Did I write that? You know, but I'm still not, I'm still, you know, working it because it's not, not finished yet. It's a very complicated novel and uh, you know how these things take time, at least for me. And maybe that's just an excuse, but, I keep telling myself, when the time is right, um, it will call me to finish. That's what I keep telling myself. Now, that may be true or not. But <laughs> so, but anyway, tips I, any tips, any ideas, Lindsay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, yeah, I'm the same. I, this third one really, I mean, I've moved. I actually, I left my career, sold my house, sold my car, left the man I was with and drove around the continent in a van. 
and it changed my whole life. And I, yeah. And I ended up in Colorado Springs and all of these things. And that's been the past three and a half years for me or so. And so I, I started this third book before that. And so all of that transition really shoved it to the way, way back burner. Uh, And it's only been recently that I've sort of tried to pick it back up again. I shouldn't say try, have picked it back up again. Um, And so I, you know, I commiserate with sometimes you just uh, aren't getting to it and that's okay. And I used to be scared. You know, I heard this author once talk about these ideas come to you. They're like muses. They actually exist in some dimension and you, and you feel, you should feel honored when one comes to you and you are now it's, you know, kind of almost (laughs) servant and you should just be grateful and you should do your best to give it all this time and let it out because if you don't, it will go to someone else. And Mm -hmm, so I had mm -hmm. this fear. I was like, it's going to leave me. I, I have to, I have to finish it. And, um, I don't think that's true with this one, but I, I do think I could be better about giving it more time. I just think I'm going to have to start scheduling it in. And that feels so weird. That's not how the other ones really happened. They happened, you know, when I could find some time to squeeze in, I would sit down and I would, I would give them that time, but not been doing that for a while. And actually every time I'm, I'm working with, you know, like a psychic or an intuitive or a, a channeler of some kind, they all say the same thing at least once in the session. They say, um, is there something you're supposed to be writing? You need to be mm. writing this. I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, okay, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to get to that. I got to get to my book. Yeah. I think it was Elizabeth Gilbert who said that, by the way, in her book, um, Big Magic, where she said these ideas will float. And she had a whole chapter on that. And if you don't grab the idea and run with it, and you don't take advantage of that idea, it's going to go to somebody else. And I think about that in business, because we know that in business, how many times somebody will say, you know, I had that idea, and so and so stole that idea from me. And it's like, no, they didn't steal that idea. You never took any action on it. And it floated away to somebody who took action. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So yeah, and it deserves that, right? It deserves Mm -hmm. that attention. So I, I can understand, I can appreciate it. And I definitely could do better um, on this third book. But Uh it's yeah, gonna, I, you're going to write it when you're ready to write it because you've got so many things that you're doing right now with, with um, helping people. So I, I'm very confident that you're going to find the time. It will, it will have you. It will call you to write it when the time is right. I just feel thank that. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I do, you know, when new aspects of it strike me, because sometimes by like a whole chapter or a whole section or an event or, you know, something, a new character will just plop into my head. And so I do write those down and make notes. So the notes are growing. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm, Yeah. Oh, awesome. Can we, can we switch gears a little bit and talk about, um, I'm just curious. Let's go talk a little bit about your podcast, your show. And then I want a little bit more about experiencing other realms of consciousness. Okay. And then maybe somebody wants to call in, ask you a question, um, look for, and then of course, obviously you tell people where they can find you. There's just so many things here that we can pull from, but let's, (laughs) let's move into the how, not the how, what had you create the podcast? Because you've been doing this, what, eight years or something now? Nine? The Well, the podcast is three and a half years, I think. Oh, it's just about, I started it just before I uh, t- left teaching, left, sold my house, sold my car and drove around the continent. So um, maybe four years now. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. So is that Rogue Ways? I thought that, I think you've been doing that for nine years or something. 
No, for yeah, for four years, uh, okay. Rogueways. My my website, uh, Rogueways, has been up for many many years. And before it was Rogueways.org, it was Corey Sharman dot com, which is my um, pen name that I write, mm-hmm. I wrote mm-hmm. under. So I just, once I started the show and started getting more known for that, I just switched the the domain over to rogueways.org. So the site is more than 10 years old, but the show itself is only uh, four years old. Um, and I really started it right before I left teaching. And I, yeah, before I even really knew for sure I was going to leave teaching, I had been thinking about leaving teaching for many years, <laughs> not because I don't love, I love my students. I love, I love teaching them. I love working with them, but there's just so much else about it that was not good for me anymore. And so, um, and I started this show cause I was just so excited to what, what really happened is I always have thought about consciousness and different states of being. And I've experienced all these, you know, paranormal and, mm-hmm. you know, strange things and what people call UFOs and just endless. And I just always have thought like, why aren't more people talking about these things? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's all that fascinates me, but no one ever really does. And no one really seems to want to. And, Um, And then also just, you know, consciousness and culture and, you know, different aspects and, you know, even conspiracy and just things that people tend not to really talk about in public. Those are the things I like to talk about. (laughs) So I found this. Yeah. (laughs) And so I found this group online of people who loved to talk about that. And I got so excited. (gasps) these people exist. There are other people who like to talk about this because I had been listening to some other podcasts for a long time. uh, But I just didn't realize there was a way to connect with all the people who liked these podcasts too and liked these topics too. And so I found this online community and I got so excited (laughs) to find Mm -hmm. these people that I was Mm -hmm. just in there all the time. I was asking questions. I was organizing discussions. I was like, and people started to really, you know, know me and, and know my style. And they said, you know, you should start your own show. Like you were really, that's kind of who you are. Like you organize all this stuff and you talk about it and you know about it all. And it's like, that would be so much fun. I don't really know how, but, you know, let's try it together. And so we started with these little round tables uh, where we would just pick a topic and everyone would just show up and share their thoughts and ideas. And eventually I started getting other guests and then more guests. And then, yeah, now we are here. We are four years later. And you have like 20, how many, you have, how many follow? Well, it depends which platform. Yeah. Okay. Talk about Um, your two platforms. Cause I saw, I think you have like incredible amount of followers on, on YouTube on that platform. Mm -hmm. I am very grateful on YouTube. I have a four, 4,000 something, uh, followers there. Uh, and then I switched to Rockfin, uh, which is a newer platform that, um, they're just committed to not censoring. You know, YouTube decides what's appropriate, what's not, right, and they right. and they just censor whatever they like. And Rockman says, you know, if it's illegal, we're going to censor it, of course. But if it's not, you can say anything you want. And I really appreciate that. So I'm over there as well. Um, and it's R-O-K, not R-O-C-K, so Rockfin. And it's uh, there I have above 8,000 followers, which is really amazing to me because it's a much smaller base of people and so it just you know I've had people email me for years and say I was subscribed to you on YouTube but then I couldn't find you and then when I finally did I wasn't subscribed anymore and I hear this so often and I know that YouTube does that to some people so I don't even know what my numbers would be Mm -hmm. if I wasn't Mm -hmm. messed with in this way and Rockfin seems a little bit more normal to me I'm I'm above 8,000 and so I've got that and then I also use the video um, after we're done live streaming the video and audio show, I, I rip the audio and put it out on on podcast so people can grab it on, you know, any 
any podcast app they have usually will be able to find the show and, and listen to it instead of watch it. And there I get above 20,000 uh, people. So I don't, you know, are those, it's really cool. Yeah. I'm very Mm -hmm. grateful. And sometimes I'm like, is this really happening? Like, this is really, (laughs) really cool. (laughs) Um, But I'm not sure how many of those are, you know, crossover people and how many actual individual people. I have no idea, but it's very hard to say actually, but yeah, I'm very grateful. It's, it's a lot bigger than I would have ever kind of dreamed. (laughs) It's crazy. It's great. I, I just love it. And for anybody listening, please check out Lindsay's, um, check out Lindsay's state. I'm just going to call it station. Is that okay? Or back yeah. in the day, you know, back in the day, we would call <laughs> it stations, right? So right. Can, you, can you type it into the, um, I'll put it on the links when for podcast um, and under YouTube, but if you can type it in here, you see where we have that message. You can put your yeah. info, you can type in there where you wrote good morning. Can you put your info there so people can find you? Because yes, you've got some you. fabulous, you know, you got fabulous guests and um, uh, people. Including there's, there's, you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm so glad that we found each other this way because we could just continue, you know, talking and talking because I got some more questions. But if you can type in um, your information where people can find you. And like I said, I will also put that on the YouTube platform and um, the podcast but that doesn't, you know, the podcast info. All right. So they can find you and start listening to your shows. And who's your guest coming up now? Who do you have? Let's see. I have, well, I was going to have, oh, tomorrow I get to have Foster Gamble, who's one of my favorite humans in the universe. I don't know if you know Foster Gamble. I don't, but I'm going to. Yeah. Okay. He uh-huh. he comes from the sort of Procter and Gamble, uh, the Gambles, um, and so he comes from this sort of bigger uh, family, you know, that owns some 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 large production in the sort of semi pharmaceutical, I guess, uh, area. And he uh, so he was he was kind of wealthy and well off, and he decided to use that money to you know discover what's out there and see see uh, you know if there's different things. And he got into you know sort of spiritual and um, followed that path that was calling him forward. And now he does this amazing work. He's made two documentary type movies. Uh, the first one was called thrive mm-hmm. and the second one was called thrive Two. And in both of them, he's just, he's inviting all these experts who are at the forefront of quantum physics, who are at the forefront of, um, engineering and technology and, and politics and thinking and all of these sorts of areas that seem p- suppressed and, um, really bringing these beautiful ideas forward and he's imagining a better world and he's inviting others to imagine a better world too. And uh, I loved the movie so much, especially Thrive One really came to me at a time where I needed a little bit more hope about how things were going in the world. And he <laughs> really was able to do that. And, you know, he has people like Nassim Haramine, uh, who people might know as well, and the Resonance Foundation and and just all these beautiful people in these movies. And so he's also starting these um, alternative social media sites that also, you know, support a more positive way of interacting that don't sort of prey on your dopamine uh, responses, even though some of that's unavoidable. Um, And then, you know, don't censor and all this stuff too. And so I really love his work. My favorite thing about the Thrive 2 movie was that he went to Africa and there was this young man who had um, been praying to God and asking how can I best help the world? 
and he, you know, he has a background in electric engineering and whatnot. And he was given a vision, he says, by angels of how to create a, oh, I'm going to get the name wrong. It's a energy machine that, that uh, ta- it produces more than it takes in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've um, seen, I've seen him. I've seen this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this is, this is in Thrive too. And so he talks to this kid, they, they go and test his machine and it actually does it. They put in very little and it puts out a lot of energy and this could just transform the whole world. You know, if we had more energy or free energy, then things would be a lot different. So really exciting things that he finds and is part of and supporting people to heal themselves and heal the world. And so he's coming on tomorrow. (laughs) I'll stop talking about him. And (laughs) yeah, Lindsay, this is exciting. You know, really let people know where they can listen to this because there's going to be so much that they'll be able to learn from him. Um, and so if, you know, again, um, get your information there so they can join that, they can join that, they can join you live tomorrow. I know I'm going to be joining you live tomorrow. So I'm going to make sure that I'm watching this. So, um, we'll get that info. I'll get that information out to everybody also then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's also- on, it's, I live stream at 7 PM mountain. So wherever you're at, you can just go to, I think I shared my YouTube, my in Rockfin both. Um, it's not on the podcast live like this is, but it's um, on the video live. So if you want to uh, come and join us, you can on Rockman or YouTube um, at 7 p.m. Mountain and, and watch along with us. But you can always catch it later, too, you know, if you mm-hmm. can't show up live. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. I'll get all that out there. Um, I do have your info. And like I said, I'm going to put it out onto the platform so people can find it and they can just look you up also. Just have to look up rogueways.org, right? And then they'll Perfect. get you. Uh Awesome. This is exciting. And so another question that um, I have is, what did it take for you to start uh, reaching out to these people to have them on your show? (laughs) A lot of of courage. Well, what was interesting is uh, most of them said yes, even Mm -hmm. though I was a very small show at first. And I kind of thought like, well, I mean, there's no, there's nothing wrong with asking. The worst they can do is say like, no, thank you or not respond. And that's fine. Um, so the asking was somewhat easy and most of them said yes, but mm-hmm. it was a, a lot harder to then actually meet some of these people, some of whom were my heroes and had been my heroes for years and like definitely felt like they're so far above me or beyond me or, you know, uh, but I also really have always had this something inside of me that just does not acknowledge any kind of hierarchy at all. So mm-hmm. I, I'm very much, and it's, it really is not like a belief or a thought. It's like a knowing within me that just, we are just all equal. And so as much as I had them up on these pedestals sometimes, and it was super scary to tell myself like, yeah, you're good enough to go talk to this person. Like this, we are all just people here. I yeah. also just knew yeah. in my heart we're equals. And so I have this inability to do much of anything but talk to people like they're just normal people and that's also because it's so they are after all they just are it's what we it's what we then go and create you know about these make made believe stories about who people are and that they're unreachable you know and give them all this you know but basically we're all human and we all function the same way biologically i remember somebody once told me that a long time ago if you're ever scared just picture them being human in some, yes. you know, <laughs> and that yes. was just like take it, just take it all away for you, you know. So that's right. awesome. That's wonderful. Um, okay, I want to change subjects again and bounce around. 
um, tell me about how you use or orgone. Is that how I say it? Orgone? Orgone? Yeah. Orgone. Okay. Yep. Orgone. Okay. Because I am not a big crystal person. I love crystals, but I'm really not a big crystal person. So the reason why this popped out is the other day, a few weeks ago, uh, this is, I'm going, God, all right. I thought I was buying a candle, okay? And for some reason, I was in a hurry, and I I was online, and rather than selecting a candle that it, I thought was the shape of a pyramid, I ended <laughs> up with an Oregon, beautiful Oregon crystal. And then it's like, oh, my God, this thing is way better than a candle, and I just love it. And um, it's in a pyramid. It's got some funky shapes in here and different. Oh, my God. Talk to us a little bit about crystals, about Oregon crystals. Yes, I would love to. <laughs> well, and there's so many. I'll say there's so many different sort of uh, cat camps of people with Oregon. And some people get really uh, kind of like proprietary and like touchy about it. So I'll just say disclaimer, this is my personal relationship with Orgone. And <laughs> so, you know, you might find others elsewhere. But um, I, I'll also say I'm, I really am not a crystal person either, but they come to me, they seem to flock to me. <laughs> and they like, so mm -hmm. I've become a crystal person because crystals won't leave me alone. <laughs> and so they want Kinda to be with I me. That's, oh, I'm sorry I'm interrupting you because now that you're saying that, that is what's happening to me. They just come yes. and, I, and I'm not looking for them. And then they come to me and it's like, okay, well, I don't even know who you are, right? But I'm going to learn about you. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. I don't know what type this is. I don't know what you're supposed to be for. Um, but I really love doing this too, where I, you know, try not to look at what other people say they're for. I just sit with them and hold them. And I, I kind of ask them like, what, what do you think you're for? Like, what are you for? <laughs> what mm -hmm. are you here for in my life? And what kind of energy do you feel like you have? And so I like that intuitive sort of connection. And, and anybody can, you know, if you thought you couldn't do that, you can, you'd free yourself, just trust yourself to have your relationship with these as you'd like to. And it's also okay to get, you know, the, the books and the things that tell you what they are. There's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with that either. Mm -hmm. But, um, but with Oregon, you know, I had heard of, um, oh, Wow. I'm just, of course, going to blank on his name right at this moment. He's a German scientist that is actually pretty highly suppressed. Um, it's not rife. Oh, gosh. Anyways, maybe it'll come to me. Um, back, you know, in the last uh, century, at the beginning towards it the... Is. It's, it's, it's Wilhelm Reich. Thank uh, you, Wilhelm Reich. Uh, yes. Uh, so he was working with uh, what he called orgone energy. And so... Um, his work is is one thing, and you can call uh, and, and you can learn a lot about orgone from him. He did great work, and the reason he was so suppressed is because he connects orgone with the orgasm. And of course, we're not allowed to talk about sex or sexual mm -hmm. energy mm -hmm. or any of these things. They're highly right. suppressed, and people mm -hmm. just assume you're crazy or naughty or bad if you're <laughs> talking about that. So I think that's a big part of why he was uh, so suppressed and demonized. But um, you know, when you think about it, uh, orgone is just a word that he's using to describe this ever-present eternal energy. It's in every atom. It's everywhere. It's in every body. It's in everything all of the time. And we could also call that the ether. Mm -hmm. We could also call that spirit. We mm -hmm. could also call that soul. We could call it chi. We could call mm -hmm. it prana. We mm -hmm. could call it any of these things. They're all the same word for this 
energy. And so Oregon is just one word for this energy. And he found that if you uh, do certain practices, some of them sexual, then you can increase it in your own body. And when you mm-hmm. look at traditions, especially out of India, they have similar practices and beliefs with uh, chi and, and mm-hmm. prana, and they call it kundalini, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he wasn't even, I don't know if he knew that he was talking about the same thing. I don't know if he knew of those practices and that idea, but um, it's very interesting that these different people from different times can kind of come to the same sorts of conclusions and understandings about these energy flows. Right. So mm-hmm. if you don't want to look at that side of it, it's also okay because he found out too that if you layer things in a certain way and you have inorganic layered with organic, then you will also accumulate orgone. And when I first encountered someone actually using orgone, it was this girl I know. I love her so much. She's so wild and free. And she had this giant suburban van. And she, we met, we, we were living in the same town. And we met and she was like, oh, I'll show you the nearby kind of swimming holes. And I'll pick you up at two or, you know, whatever. And so I, I came out to meet her. And she had this giant suburban van. And she had this weird contraption on the roof. It was like a, a PVC pipe. And it was angled up, you know, at maybe like a 30 degree angle. Mm-hmm. Um pointing forwards towards the direction she was driving. And I got in, I said, what's that thing on your roof? And she was like, oh, that's my orgone cannon. And I was like, oh, wow, I've heard of orgone. What's an orgone cannon? (laughs) And she's like, oh, watch, as we drive, the clouds will part. And I was like, this girl's crazy. I didn't realize. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) So we're driving and the clouds were parting everywhere we drove. Just pointing this cannon up at the sky and it just parted the clouds everywhere we went. And I was like, this cannot be a coincidence. This is actually real. So, you know, I'd heard of that. I'd heard of his work, um, but I didn't really, I guess, believe or just care that much until I saw this. And uh, so then I got interested. She gave me a couple of those same pyramids. The pyramids are kind of the most common. Um, And then I, shortly after that, was at this spiritual fair and I... um, quite accidentally was at this spiritual fair and (laughs) I uh however was guided to the spiritual fair it became known to me because I passed a booth and I looked up and I saw a book on this man's shelf behind him in the booth and it was a book I had just realized when I looked at it that I had dreamt of the night before I dreamt of the cover and I looked at it and I said oh my gosh and he saw me stop and go oh my gosh and he said what what is it and I said that book and he said oh this book he said I brought it for someone is it you and I said no. I don't know I I dreamt of it last night and he said oh it is you here you go <laughs> oh, <I love> <laughs> he gave me this book and I thought oh I mean I guess how much do I owe you he's like no I mean I brought it for you and I was like oh <laughs> it was the only copy of the book he had on the shelf I okay, so this was, uh, clearly I'm supposed to get this book. I'm supposed to meet this man. And I looked down and he had these pendants and one of them just jumped out at me and I grabbed it. And I said, what is this? And he said, that's an orgone pendant. You wear it with you. And I was like, orgone, <laughs> pendant. Wow. 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 And so, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I started wearing orgone with me all the time from this. And there was other very cool experiences with that man that day, but it was a, it was a very fortuitous, beautiful day and so I got I got my first orgone I had my first experience with it really working and finally I um people just started telling me you have to make orgone I was like I don't make orgone they're like yeah but you have to make orgone I'm why are all these people just deciding that I need to make orgone like I don't want to make orgone (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and then I was you know sleeping one night and one of my guides came to me and taught me how to make orgone uh so I woke up and I thought oh I guess I have to make orgone now. 
but I was like, I shouldn't be so. (laughs) I really didn't want to. I don't know why I was so resistant to it. I guess I I don't know. I just wasn't. And I I feel so bad saying that because I should be just in gratitude that my guides can come and talk to me and teach me things. And it is amazing. And so when I did start to do it, I did not have that attitude anymore. I, I got all the materials I I needed and I um, started doing it and I did it with great reverence and appreciation. And I put a lot of love into it. I, I bless it as I'm creating it. And, you know, I'm guided to do it. And it does not look like anybody else's orgone in the world. It is, you know, the way I do orgone. And there's a lot of people who really don't like it. I've had people tell me like, you're not making orgone. Well, that's what you think. <laughs> I am. So <laughs> you wow. can love it or hate it. You don't have to buy it from me. You don't have to use it, but you can and, if you and, want. And if people wanted to see it and perhaps purchase your argon, where could they do that? Yes, that is also at rogueways.org. Okay. If you go to the shop, there's a, uh-huh. an orgone um an orgone category in the shop. And I'm actually so excited because I just started doing um, these beautiful, they're so beautiful. They're um, candle holders or little votive candle holders um, and they're orgone and they're in the shape of a lotus. So they're orgone lotus votives and they're so amazing. If you go look at them oh, and I'm looking at them now, this is gorgeous. I love them. Oh this my just... God, this is gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so people, I love... uh, there are some really beautiful lotus votives, votives over here. Um, great gifts for yourself. These are gorgeous, Lindsay. Thank wow. you. Yes, I'm amazed by is... them. And they're wow. powerful. Wow, this is amazing. This is beautiful. I'm excited by this. I didn't know this was here. I mean, I did look at your website, but you know what? I didn't I didn't see this. Wow, there's a, there's a lot there to look at, so I do not blame you. <laughs> oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And this is this is another thing people say, well, how can you make this so cheap? Cuz uh, you know, like the pendant I bought was $60, I think, and I think that's pretty common. A, a pretty small piece of orgone is pretty expensive usually. Mm-hmm. Um but I just, I'm not, I'm not attempting to make an empire or a, a lot of money off them. I just love making them now. And I just love sharing that this is such a powerful energetic accumulator and, and blessing for people to have. I just want people to have it. Oh my God. <laughs> so. there's, there, these are gorgeous, Lindsay. And just looking at them, I'm over here, guys, I'm on my laptop looking at these pendants and <laughs> not just the pendants. I'm looking at all of the organs and I'll tell you something, they're, they're sending off a a very powerful energy, Lindsay. I am picking up a very powerful energy. So Thank you. It, yeah, this is going to be really beautiful for those people who are using and wearing this. This is going to be very powerful for them, whether they believe in crystals or they don't believe in crystals. I'll tell you that right now. These are powerful. I just feel it looking at it. I can sense it. Wow. Thank you. And I really, I, I, I think that that's the truth because I just get out of the way and I just say, okay, what do you, what do you guys want? What, you know, guides, allies, like what goes in this one, which, which crystals, which paper, which plants, whatever. And, and afterwards I'm sort of looking at it going, oh, wow, like this is, this is really cool. <laughs> so yeah, they, it's, those are gorgeous girl. They are gorgeous. Uh huh. I know some people I'll just add to some people, some people believe it has an EMF protection quality to it and that, mm-hmm. you know, 5G or whatever you might be worried about your Wi-Fi, uh, your phone, you know, that it can protect you from that. And I don't make that claim because I don't know. I've never tested it. I have, I have no idea if that's true or not. Um, but I did have a person who bought a pair of earrings. Some of the uh, orgone pieces I make are earrings, which is really fun too. 
and um, she was wearing them and she was gardening outside and she said she felt something change in the air Mm -hmm. and she felt something that felt like it was coming towards her and rushing towards her and and the side that it was rushing towards all of a sudden she felt like it got to her and this earring that she was wearing broke and if you know like you're holding a pyramid or you have one near you that this material is exceptionally unbreakable i don't even know how you would break it um so that she felt like it was a some kind of an EMF thing, like they had turned on a tower or something and, and that the earring did protect her from it. So that it's a, it's a story. It doesn't, I don't have verification obviously, but um, that made me interested to think maybe it does have those properties. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just know that um, the one that I'm looking at over here, I've got it um, at my desk where I work and it has started to change something for me. I wow. obviously cannot put these changes into vocab, into words just yet, but I yeah. do feel an energy shift and I feel, I feel a difference when I am, when I'm near it, let's put it like that. Okay. When, yeah. when the two of us are near each other, there's a, there's a shift and a change in my energy. So I keep it here where I work. And, um, Again, like I said, I thought I was buying a candle. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It was like, I'm going to sneak into her life somehow. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's wild. Okay, Lindsay, tell people where they can find you. I, we are at the end of our time, and this has been unbelievably quick. This conversation has been easy. It's just been a conversation. And so if anybody wants to reach you again, how can they find you? I know that I've said it again, but say it one more time. (laughs) Yes. No, I'm so grateful. Thank you. And I love uh, for people to reach out if you have a question or comment or, you know, anything like that, you can go to rogueways.org and uh, there's a contact form there and you can just send me a message. And, um, you know, I'm also at lindsay at rogueways.org is my email address. Uh, and just everything I do is is on rogueways.org, but there's a lot there to sift through. So mm-hmm. if you are just looking for the show or you just want to watch or listen, uh, you can go to rockfin.com slash rogueways. And that's the best place. You can also go to YouTube. And if you're going to search for Rogue Ways, put it in quotation marks. Because uh, if you don't, it probably won't come up. And <laughs> just that's just how it goes there. Um, and those are the best ways, really, to find me and reach out and contact me and, and see anything else. I will tell you, too, I, I do custom orgone uh, creations as well. So if people have very specific, like, I want these crystals and these colors and these intentions and none of the pieces that are already up there sort of fit, you can also, uh, you know, get something that suits you perfectly. So last thing I'll say, I, uh, the books, if you're interested in any of those books, I also, they're on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, but I also sell them directly from me. And I always write a little inscription Mm. in them to you too. That's a little channeled, um, message. So if you want to get it directly from me, you can do that as well. Yeah. Beautiful site. So much to offer. So many things here, Lindsay, so gorgeous. I am so grateful that you were with us today and I am so glad and grateful that you're able to share your gifts because I think this is just what so many people need to help them uplift to their next, you know, to wherever it is that they're going. Uh Uh-huh. I'm so, I'm so grateful that I get to be a part of that and help people do that. And, uh, and also, you know, continue to help myself do that. And, Ellie, you're just like a long lost friend. I'm so glad we've connected and it's so fun to talk to you and spend time with you. 
Thank you. Same here, Lindsay. <laughs> so I want to thank everybody joining us live and I want to thank Lindsay one more time. So please go find her and um, thank you all for being here. And I look forward to seeing you all again. All right. Bye everybody. Thank you, Lindsay. Bye everyone. Thank you, Ellie. Okay. Bye-bye.